Welcome to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show is produced by my dedicated team of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Danica Palmer, Raymond Ruiz, and Cynthia Alvarez, and they're doing a phenomenal job. And I like to um, welcome back my monthly co-host, Palm Springs Unified's Coordinator of Visual and Performing Arts, Barbara Anglin. Welcome back, Brent. Joan, it's so good to be back. Hi, everyone. It's it's always fun to catch up with you once a month, and I can't believe we're already like what six seven weeks into school. So and so far so good. Fingers crossed that it continues. You know, I mean, we're the COVID numbers uh, as we're recording this a little higher than we'd like, but not not horrible horrible that we have to like you know, do anything drastic. So we're still, yeah, we're still kind of watching, seeing where we're going to go and trying to limit large gatherings. And um, hopefully we won't have to do that for too long, but we're trying to, you know, keep things outside if it is going to be a bigger group. And I know it's hot and it'll be hot for a little while longer. And then we're just going to be happy to be doing stuff outdoors. So it'll all be good. So, um, how you've been busy, busy, busy? Oh my gosh, it feels good. It feels normal. I hate saying that, but it, you know, that word because everyone throws that around. But it's been busy and fun and exhilarating and getting everything back going. And you can you can throw in because we have some time that little little personal note. How's McKenna doing? Um, Your so, daughter? Yes. Uh, my husband and I's daughter, we took to Sonoma State in August. And so being an only child, it's quite an adjustment for, for us, for Benjamin and I. But of course, she's loving it. She went from only child to eight other roommates. So eight? Yes. It's What is it like a big pod with like a, a, a common room in the middle and yes. four bedrooms? Uh, yes. Yes. Four bedrooms. One of the bedrooms, of course, has three then. Yeah. And it's a beautiful wow. campus. Anyone who's been up to it's actually in Romer Park in Sonoma County, uh-huh. uh, Sonoma State University. And it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, cool. And what does she want to do? Does uh, she she's know? majoring in philosophy. But yeah, she's also interested in early childhood and um, English as a being an English teacher. Very cool. Well, hopefully she comes back here because we we always I mean, it's so it's so great every year when we have our welcome back, which we had to do virtually this year just to be safe, but um, to watch and look around. I was at the new teacher orientation that was in person. And uh, the question always is asked, how many of you went to school here? And it's, it's always more than half. It's more than when I was a new teacher and being from here, but yes, it's, there's a lot more Joan. You're right. I'm so happy. And, you know, I think that has to say something very positive about our school district, because I can't see if you had a terrible experience, why would you come back? Right. I mean, I'm sure the kids 
who come back have had um, pretty positive experiences. And so uh, we're always happy that they they go to school either locally or not, and then come back and teach for us. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And you know, um, I am starting my 33rd year along with Dr. Sweezy, our superintendent. We were new teachers together at the, oh, wow. the old DO in the little tiny boardroom, remember? Yeah. And they're all of us new teachers fit and then extra room to boot. So, you know, now we're busting out of our big, biggest, you know, professional development room. So going to your point, you know, I, I went to school here, kindergarten through 12th grade, and now I'm back in my 33, yeah, I've been here for 33 years professionally. So it is a great district. And, you know, when I started, like I said, it was a little family and, but we, we are bigger now and we still feel like a little family. Yeah. I mean, that's, the, that's the thing. Like I've said this from the day I got here and I've been here, this is my 23rd year. Oh. Um, that, you know, it just, it truly feels like a family, like people really care about it. You know, coming from the newspaper business, it's a totally (laughs) different world. No one cares. Hopefully your readers do, but your, your people you work for don't give a hoot about anything other than what you're producing. And, um, I, I felt like, well, that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I want to make a difference in people's lives. And hopefully through my, through my reporting and my writing, I do do that. And I thought that was enough until I came here. And then I saw, oh my gosh, if people really care, they, from the day I got here and they say, thank you. And, and that it's just yeah. we're, it, a, a totally different feeling. If you've never worked for a school district in general, but specifically mm-hmm. Palm Springs Unified, you might not know what I'm talking about and what we're talking about yes. and understand how it feels. But if you have, we still have a whole bunch of job openings. So I'm just going to take yes. the opportunity to say, go to edjoin.org or our website under human resources. And you'll see a whole bunch of different job openings in various classifications, like, you know, in in clerical, we need crossing guards, we need bus security drivers. people, bus drivers. And um, you too can feel what it's like to be part of a big family. So anyway, Barbara, we're not yes, here to talk dear. about this, but this was great. This was, was fun. <laughs> Always like to talk about our family. So <clears throat> we had our first family literacy and diversity event last month um, at the toward the end of last month. And I know that some of your artists were involved in that. And what were their roles? So the um, event just exploded. They're expecting like 50 people and they got over 100 RSVPs and um, it was for families to come together like in an open house feeling and get books in a book bag to take home and read with their students. And so um, uh, some of my artists in residence were there to um, have um, art projects based on one of the books that the students were receiving. Uh, You know, just like a fun atmosphere that uh, produces that good feeling about reading and about literacy. And this was specifically for our English learners. Correct. Not that, um, you know, anybody got turned away, but they were specifically invited um, and uh, a first for our district. And, uh, you know, 
that's what one of the things I love about this district is that we're always trying new things. <laughs> and especially now with the focus on uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, this was a great opportunity yes. and a great idea. And that's going to continue. We have, um, well, actually, it was last week, we had another event yes. that was a first, our multicultural festival. And actually, um, you and um, Dr. Crawford, uh, Dr. Nicole Crawford, who's our um, coordinator of equity and diversity, um, were here and talked about that last month. But that was um, a coordination with our uh, uh, several of our parent advisory councils. That's yeah. never been done either. Our African American no. parent advisory, Native American parent advisory, Latino parent advisory, and our junior Black achievers. Mm -hmm. And um, and then again, you had artists who participated in that. Right. And we had at the um, Art, at the, the Air Museum. Museum. Yeah. So I mean, very very cool. And truth be told, everybody. That event has, uh, we can't talk about it in the past tense because we're recording this in advance, but um, it was great. We know it was, it was. great we because it we was. did it. And you know, to your point about uh, family feeling and about our district being the first, the ELL literacy event, that was the ELL out of ed services, the ELL department, the diversity um department and the district arts department all coming together for our students and our parents and then the multicultural was the you know the PACs and the EL and the DAC and the district arts again and so we're all coordinating to provide the best for our students and our and our parents. Right absolutely and um and it's it's all it's teamwork and it's what is that express teamwork makes the dream work, teamwork, and, it's, yeah. and it's really true so so let's talk about, let's give our uh, listeners kind of an overview of what our students are going to be experiencing this year. So for the past, well, partially last year, mm -hmm. fully the year before, we were doing a lot of things um, uh, virtually. So um, so tell us how things have evolved and what, what programs do we have going on and opportunities for our kids? So I'm really excited about the, the elementary, supplementary arts program. Um, we have a great base of um, artists and residents now, you know, kind of got um, thin during COVID. People were afraid to be an artist in the schools. And, you know, the biggest part is, you know, elementaries don't have um, like a fine art teacher. They have a music teacher. So providing um, support for the elementaries is huge. And I'm really excited, Joan, about this year because I'm trying something new and different. In the past, we would have like an artist in residence, maybe do a couple of grade levels in um, like maybe the Desert Hot Springs School and a different one would start in Cathedral City. And, and so this year, all the artists are gonna start at one school, Bella Vista, and they're all gonna go through and do their grade levels and then they're gonna move to the next school. And so every single school is gonna get art for all their students. And I think we can make it through two, if not three rounds of that, that every single student um, getting an art experience, different one. So um, in- So is it, let me interrupt you for a second. So sure. we've talked about um, 
you know, when, when the media was asking us what to do this year, Mark Arnold, who is our, um, uh, our executive director of, uh, student learning. Thank you. Student mm -hmm. learning talked about steam uh -huh. at every elementary school that there's a dedicated steam teacher and steam is science, technology, engineering, art, and math, and the art component is relatively new. Not that we've we've done art yes. consistently in this district forever, but um, there was STEM, and then uh -huh. there was art, and now we have the art component. And so, is this part of of the no, steam? This is it's still not. the okay. district arts office supplementary. Okay. Um, that that Louisa was doing before me, my predecessor, and right. so it's just reimagined now in a different format, trying something different to make sure that every student gets a, a one to three art experience, uh, fine art experiences. And then of course there's our district, the art district, our community art partners that also provide at different grade levels, different experiences. Maybe it's in fine art or maybe it's in dance or maybe it's in music or theater. So we're- So, so you're going school by school? Yes. So you're going to have multiple artists doing these classes. Um, is it is it like is it the teachers there or is this part of their um, prep? No, it's not a prep. The teacher is in the classroom with its artists and residents. And you know, last year when we went back in again, the teachers were just as excited as the kids to have the arts back in their classroom, and they dug right in and helped and. They were thanking us and the artists and it was just like thank you because it, it's also um social emotional learning to have the arts there so for example like in, T in tk and kindergarten is our art and mindfulness program with ruth english and then in first and fifth grade emily Colhan is back with art and literature second and fourth is joy of art again with piper scott and then third grade is learning from the masters with larry ashton so there's all different types of art um, or, you know, makers, you know, arts and craft at every grade level. So the kids will not get a repeat as they move through the grades. They will get a different art experience. If you're going to be, if you're going to be able to do this in every class in 16 elementary schools, <laughs> so have have our artists and residents pretty much like decided okay we're going to be pretty much full-time for palm springs unified for the year <laughs> i mean it sounds like it, it probably will take that much because you're going to have you'll have all of them in a school at the same time right and right. you'll get through a school within a week or two or yeah and then weeks. there's breaks you know it's hard because you're working around prep schedules and lunch right. schedules and all in holidays and so you know maybe kindergarten tk will finish first and so then they'll move on to the next school before maybe you know third grade will because gotcha it's just different students so working with the the principal and their scheduling and, and you know it's also getting art supplies in and they're super expensive right now along with everything else in the world and so that also determines how many experiences students get because art materials are expensive and and you, have to pay the artist. Huh? and you have to pay the artist. Huh? And you have to pay the artist. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Well, how exciting! That's. I am. That's I'm very excited. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm so, happy. and then you're continuing at the same time with with Star and Bam. We are. We are. So um, tell everybody what those programs yes, are. Happy to. So Star 
is strength through art and relationships and that's for middle school girls at promise and piper scott and emily culhan are doing that and they're working as a team and so we've noticed that the um, middle school girls it's sixth seventh and eighth the same 20 from each grade level go for the four rounds they are really liking anime and so they're going to do uh some units on anime for the four times like building on how to draw it how to color it and shade it and so what emily does is like the art history part of it and believe me it's not boring you know um and then uh piper will show the techniques of of how to draw anime and and such and then um in BAM, which is Boys Art Mentoring. We have our same three gentlemen back. Tyson Knight, as everyone probably knows or has heard of, he's our lead artist for it. And um, for his first project, his first round, we're doing something completely different we've never done before. And so it'll be um, exciting and different. They are, he's gonna have the boys paint on wood and each school is gonna do their own mascot. And then we're going to display all six in the district office and then each school will get them to hang in their hallways or in their office or something and they'll already have the, the holes drilled in and so it's a different medium than just always painting on canvas it's thinking outside the box that's awesome and then um chris is going to do um chris bishop is going to do beat making he's going to teach this we have a little midi like um thumb beat finger drum thim, finger drumming and so you lay down tracks that like maybe one of the tracks is drums another track is guitar and so you build like a dj would you build a song and so he's going to teach them layer by layer how to create their own song oh wow yeah it's, it's a part of the each kid gets a bar you know he moves it school to school a laptop and it's called a midi machine that you mix like a producer right. a music yeah. producer would and then Al, Alexander Thomas, he is going to continue his like um, cartoon, like his superhero theme that he started. So they all learned how to draw faces of superheroes, you know, and draw the cross lines and where the eyes go. And so then this year he's going to layer on details, like how to draw scars or wrinkles. And then the next lesson will be how to how to shade and how to color. So at the very end, they'll have their own picture that they've done start to finish of a superhero. Very cool. Wow, how exciting. I am. I'm 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 quite excited about about all of it. So we um you know the district has given the green light uh, as of right now, you know, things could change. We don't know cuz covid's still here. But as of right now, there's green light for field trips. Yes. The issue is that we can't just all of a sudden everybody gets to go on a field trip because we have transportation challenges, um, not enough bus drivers. And so if you want to help, call for a student and apply, be a bus yeah. driver, we need you. But um, that's good news. So are like, is the McCallum program, is that going to be in person again? So our fifth grade um, partnership with McCallum Theater is the fifth grade aesthetic program. And they bring teaching artists um, into fifth grade classrooms and teach a, a unit, like maybe it's on theater one year and this year it's going to be on dance for the four seasons and back house dance. Um, we'll do a performance, um, but this, because it's this fall, they recorded, just in case, a beautifully well-made um, 
video, a film of their performance so um, that they won't be in the classrooms this fall, but the teaching artists will be, but um, they will not go to the McCallum for the performance or the dance troupe will not go into the schools, but it's very well done with different perspectives and, and such. You know, that's one of the, there are too many, but there are some silver linings that we found in COVID, the things that we thought you can't do that. It's not gonna, it's not effective. We found that, you know what? It is effective yeah. and nothing can take away from a live theater experience and everybody should have that. Absolutely. And still at the same time, you're really able to, um, to experience something really, um, pretty spectacular I and and also you know we've said this about like with MTU with with um doing the um visits with the you know the talks with the oh the conversations the, with the pros right like kind of like actors theater workshop yes um yes. And, and we're and you're able to you know they're able to to participate from wherever they are and our kids can be in their classrooms or at home or wherever they are. And still it's live yes. and they're still able to interact. And the same thing with the with the the student film festival. Day, I was just right? gonna say that the Palm Springs International Film And are, are they gonna keep doing that virtually? So we didn't um, actually participate, they didn't actually do the film festival part virtually, but they did the um, um, artists in the classroom or something like that where it same kind of thing as with MTU their short film um, um, films that the classes got to see, but then they were able to bring in, you know, the filmmakers, that's filmmakers in the classroom from all over the world that if you had to bring them into Palm Springs, they wouldn't be able to, but they would be in right. New York or South America and talk to the kids. And it was so exciting. And plus you're not limited on how many kids can participate because right. when you're doing a screening and then a Q&A you're limited to how many seats there are in a theater right. and then if you're talking about COVID and still trying to keep kids separated then that that ends up you know confining you to even fewer kids and this way you know they could be participating from I know Zach last time we had him on with us was talking about expanding <clears throat> outside the Coachella Valley. Yes. And, you know, more power to them. Why not? You know, Absolutely. you can. You know, so, again, you know, so, so reliant. Is that it's not only our lack of bus drivers about field trips, it's also like the McCallum, for example, they have reinstated their, um, you have to be vaccinated to be on, on, you know, to go to the theater. Oh, yeah. So, and then a lot, I, I'd say probably more kids than not are not vaccinated. And, we still encourage vac vaccines, and at the same time, you can you can understand why parents would be still Absolutely. a little leery about it. It's new, you know, and we get that. And I'm I'm personally, and I think I can speak for the majority of us in administration, happy that the state backed off on requiring vaccinations for this year because yeah. uh, we'd have a really hard time. We'd have so many kids that have to stay home. And yeah. yep. so thank goodness for that. Um, so how about, um, we also partner with Cabot's Museum and yes. Hot Springs. Will the kids be able to go there this year? So um, with Cabot's, we're doing um, all the Desert Hot Springs Elementary Schools 
um, the um, teaching artists will go into the second grade classrooms and then for desert hot springs schools, yes, they will go um, for their final um, lesson, they will go into tour the museum and do their art because some can walk and it's short bus rides. Right. And then um, for doing three other schools um, that will do it virtually and not be bused. So um, Agua Caliente, Delano Lee and Cathedral City Elementary. So they'll still have the experience and then they'll, just like we said, they'll be able to tour the Cabot's Museum virtually. It's so cool for kids to know the history of the city that they're living in or that's, you know, in their backyard. Because, you know, if, if you don't teach them that, they only know what they hear about in the current news. And some of that sometimes is, you know, not always very positive. And so they get to, you know, they hear about crime and they hear about, you know, the right. negative stuff and they don't know the history and the, the history and with Cabot Yerkeson, what he did to build <laughs> Desert Hot Springs is just incredible. And we don't have time to talk about it right now, but if you have not been so. to Cabot's museum, it, it's his old house. And every, every spot there is just filled with, um, most of it's been retained and yes, every room is filled with facts and and art and and his original bathtub and all that kind of stuff and and it's it's really fascinating and beautiful the grounds are beautiful yes. and yeah. i would encourage everybody to go there and besides that irene is oh uh That's fabulous good. and very passionate about oh yes about the museum see desert hot springs through cabot yurks's lens of the right movie and you you know you get a different perspective of, of desert hot springs and Absolutely right. And okay, so how about the Palm Springs Art Museum? So the Palm Springs Art Museum, you know, I, I wanted to say this to everybody um, about our community art partners. If you think about it, they were they were closed for a long time. And so that's how they're able to generate money to be able to do school programs. And so since the museum was closed for so long, their um, art um, program for our third grade it will not um, occur again this year um, but they had already created online um, lessons that were fabulous um, and so they will have um, field trips for teachers that um, want to do that but not through the district arts office and if we have once again bus drivers and and such but they they're kind of um, reformatting and going to like a big um, like community-based um, programming that will also include back to the school. So we project that them coming back with us partnering again um, next school year, but we're still going to partner with, we had a fabulous um, like racial equity um, art contest for our middle and high school students that was very moving and beautiful. And so we'll do something like that again. And it was so popular and beautiful that we're going to uh, try to expand and include our um, sister um, districts as well. Excellent. That's great news. And um, finally, Barbara, is there anything coming up in the next month or so that the community should know about? And right. So what happens is that we don't really start our programming um, until September. Okay. Uh, so the teachers have, but David Green, our um, manager of theater and performing arts, he wanted everyone to know that auditions are still open for Musical Theater University, MTU. And that's for high school students in our district and in our Coachella Valley. Um, it's a pre, like a pre-professional track that's after school and it's free. 
So um, if your student is interested, email David, which is at dgreen at psusd.us. We also have MTU Prep, which is for middle school students interested in um, musical theater and theater, and um, MTU Junior, which is um, for our elementary students who are like the basics of, of theater and musical theater, and that's after school as well, and that's based at Rancho Mirage Elementary, but open to all district elementary students, first grade through fifth, um, including special ed. And um, MTU Prep, which is middle school, is currently um, at Rancho Mirage High School, but we're looking to move it to a um, middle school. Excellent. Well, and that's a good transition because um, we're going to have David with us yes. on the October show which is, we always have Barbara and uh, whoever she brings with her the last Sunday of the month. And David Green is going to come not only talk about um, MTU a little bit, but he's, uh, this is a new position for him. He's like all, he works for us now. So, I mean, but he always worked for us, but it was, it was just about MTU. And now he's, working alongside you and he he works for you so we're going to talk all about his new position and also about MTU and Barbara thank you thank you for being here as always I always and appreciate you supporting the arts thank you of course a new podcast is uploaded each week please subscribe by going to iTunes look be learn something new press subscribe please tell all your friends to do the same thanks for listening thanks Danica Raymond and Cynthia and we will see you next week